Hey there, I'm Grace. And I'm Amelia. And welcome to the Women Invest in Real Estate podcast, where we talk about getting started in real estate, scaling, and we give you the inside scoop about our day-to-days as full-time investors. Welcome back to The Wire Podcast, episode 74. Today, we're going to talk about organizing your business for 2024. Yeah, this is so important. And I've been bad at this for a very, very long time. And I'm finally getting my stuff in order. And I'm so excited to share what I'm doing and what you've been doing for a long time. And so I think people are going to learn a lot from this episode. Yeah. And we're not just talking about like shuffling papers into a nice folder. Like we're talking systems and processes. So this is going to be a really good episode. I hope you all listen because it doesn't matter if you have one property or 100, the right systems and processes processes at the very beginning will take you so far. And it's something that Amelia, both of us could have done way better when we started. But at the same time, there's owners, business owners that have double, triple, quadruple the business that we have that still have no systems or processes, no organization. So you know what? I'm proud of us. I know. Me too. And really the whole point of like creating all of this, the systems and processes, the organization is so that your business can scale one. And if you're not interested in scaling to like a great capacity of, you know, a large portfolio, this is also helpful for just streamlining your processes so that you're not spending nearly as much time Mm -hmm. doing things because your time is money. So if you can run a business in one hour a month because you've got all your stuff down, like this is totally worth it. Yeah. And real estate is not passive. People who say that, unless you're investing in a syndication, real estate is not passive, but these things will make it more passive. So number one is creating playbooks. And this is just a fun word for standard operating procedures, which I feel like people get really scared of that word, SOPs. It's not scary. It's just a playbook that tells you how to do something in your business. So if you've got a couple properties, your SOP for managing your rental property might look as simple as number one, advertise the unit. Number two, do a walkthrough. Number three, approve the tenant, so on and so forth. If you're like Amelia and I, and you have a little bit bigger of a business, my SOP, each one of those things I just listed has their own playbook slash SOP. So my advertising a unit breaks down everywhere I want it posted, exactly what I want to say, what's the exact process. And these things have so many benefits. Did you already say that this is basically just a checklist? Exactly. And what I do is I have my SOP that gives everything in details. And then from the SOP, I make a checklist that takes out all the fluff. So like number one, it might say openhillsbank.com, which is my bank. In my SOP, it might be very specific on how to do that. In the checklist, it just says go to the website. And the reasons why these are so beneficial is because like you said, Amelia, it standardizes your workflow. You and I are so guilty of not buying the rental property. Arrest me. Arrest me. Guilty as charged. Dude, I actually just had a freak out yesterday that I didn't pay insurance on a flip that I've been doing for three months. Did you? I did. did. Oh, okay. Don't you hate those moments? Because I had a checklist, I did it. But the reason I had a freak out was because I got the insurance renewal because I got like a three-month vacant policy and I got a mail for renewal and I thought it was the initial bill at first and I was like, oh my God, I'm uninsured. (laughs) But I wasn't. I have done that. Not for like a couple days. Mm -hmm. I know you've done that. Yeah. Just for a couple days, not for months on it. No, not for months. Utilities, you and I do that all the time. Definitely. 
Wait, not anymore though. No, no, not anymore. The other thing is this makes it really easy to delegate in the future. So like for a year, probably I put off hiring out my property management just because I had everything in my own head Mm -hmm. and I never took the time to actually like document it and write it down. And then it was this never ending cycle of me not hiring someone because then I would have to start documenting things to be able to teach them, blah, blah, blah. It would have just been so much easier from my very first property to start documenting. So that way I could have hired that out way sooner. Yeah. I love that because I feel like most people's big concern when it comes to hiring is how do I even train them? And that's where these SOPs come in. They do all the training. And another thing you can even do that I've started doing is I stopped writing the SOPs. I just take a video of myself doing the task and then I tell the employee, write it. Mm -hmm. And then you'll learn and we'll now have an SOP that you can refer back to. And then I just check it. But like you said, when I hired my full-time employee, I gave him a bunch of SOPs. He'd be like, hey, so-and-so, this travel nurse contract got canceled. What I do? I'd send him my MTR management SOP and say, right here, that's what you do. Mm-hmm. And it, it makes me not have to make decisions. And it takes my emotions out of it because you know, he's not going to make an emotional decision. He's going to look at what the SOP says. Whereas me, the founder, you listening, you'll think of every single other thing you could do besides just follow your policy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really does take the emotion out of it, which there's a lot of emotion that goes into managing properties and having a real estate portfolio because it is a huge asset. And it's also people's lives that are in your hand. I know that's dramatic, but like that truly is what it is. So it takes the emotion out of it. And then like Grace and I mentioned, it just, it helps keep things from falling through the cracks. It helps you remember that you need to set up insurance and you need to change utilities to your name, et cetera. So, I mean, we've done episodes on SOPs before. So if you're more interested in that, you can go and check those out. We'll have those linked in the show notes. We did a whole series with Jay Morales on it and you can go listen there. But let's yeah. move on to, well, actually, we also have a free thing coming up that they can sign up for. Well, actually. Well, before I forget, if you are interested in like learning more about how to organize your business in the new year, you need some help. This you can learn from us. Processes, all that fun stuff. We are hosting a free webinar and the link to sign up is going to be in our show notes. It's also, you can just go to the website, womeninvestinrealestate.com backslash scale. Grace, what are the dates for that webinar? The dates are January 7th and January 11th. We have two different dates for you to choose from, but I'm so excited to share cold, hard things for you to do starting in 2024 to systematize and scale your business. And it's going to be so much fun. I love it. I love talking systems. Okay. Now we can move on to number two. Okay. Number two. And Amelia, we were just talking about this this morning about how we've killed this lately is setting yourself up on a project management software. And this comes back to SOPs and checklists, because once you create those, then every time you have a turnover or you're buying a property or you're doing a release, you just put that checklist into your project management software. We use monday.com. You add the date, the due dates and you assign it and then boom, nothing falls through the cracks. This is so big and it's such an underutilized aspect of real estate investing and what you should have in your tech stack. 
Like, I don't know why. And I'm so guilty of this, not thinking that I needed needed to use a project management software because especially for like long-term rentals, it doesn't seem like there's that much going on. But once you get to five to 10 units and you've got, you know, you've got recurring maintenance going on, you've got furnace filters maybe that you're changing or walkthroughs that you need to do, tenant onboarding, seasonal maintenance. Like I'm just thinking of all the things that actually go into a long-term rental. Even just something as simple as checking to make sure that everyone paid their rent on time on the second of the month. Like put that into a project management software. We use monday.com. So that way you don't have to think about it anymore. It's just automatic. And if you, even if you have one rental property, I believe Asana is a very similar tool as Monday. I think they offer a free plan. Don't quote me, but Asana, Monday.com. What are some other ones? Upbase. It doesn't really matter. Just get one that works. Maybe do some demos and stick to it. And Amelia, I'm so proud of us because we've done this with Wire and I use it now for my, actually, I've been using it for my real estate business um, long, a little bit longer, but I committed to using monday.com and it has saved you know the day on so many things because you can automate things due dates don't slip by you don't forget things because you uploaded your checklist which came from an sop you can delegate i love it one thing that i really love about it and that i know your project manager uses it for is keeping track of leads of pop possible like flip leads so you have the address in there you have whether or not you viewed it you can keep all of that information in one centralized location and i know that there's google drive but it's not automated in the same way that a project management software is and speaking of automation so one thing i do is my property manager will go in there and change the walkthrough status to done And that sends me an email that says, hey, Grace, we just completed a walkthrough at 123 Main Street. Go look at the photos. And then I have an SOP for my project manager that tells him, when you do a walkthrough, you fill out this template. You take these photos. You upload the photos to this Google Drive. It is very well laid out. So I'm not like, because before my walkthroughs would be like, oh, shoot, did you look at the date of the water heater? oh, shoot, did you look in the attic? Oh, was there a fence? Was there a garage? Like I just, I never could get everything in one go because I was trying to operate off just what I remembered. Okay, this is a little tangent here, but I'm just sitting here thinking, I wish that I would have heard more episodes like this when I was getting started out. And I don't feel like there's a lot of information out there about it. Okay, so for example, I used to love the Bigger Pockets Rookie podcast, and I still listen to it from time to time. But it's it's really great. It's a lot of good storytelling. You get to hear different perspectives, but it doesn't go further into what it means to be a business owner in re- in real estate. And even the Bigger Pockets OG podcast, it's more stories, etc. It's not a lot of like the step beyond that. And I feel like this episode's so helpful for that. And I'm like, there really isn't that much info out there about it. Yeah. If you've ever felt like, okay, I know how to do real estate, but how do I actually run my business? Yeah. How do I actually be the boss or the CEO? Come to our webinar. We're going to talk about that. Our next, I think we've got a lot of podcasts coming up after this where we're going to dive into that, especially for year end. You're setting your goals. You're looking ahead. 
So subscribe to the podcast if you want to hear more about those. We don't ask that enough, but if you want to get updates that get sent right to your podcast listening platform, subscribe to the podcast so that you're in the loop every week because Mm -hmm. this is really helpful. But you're right. I never really thought of myself or saw myself as a business owner. Yeah, that's what's now this industry. Yeah, we try to sell it as passive. And so that's why nobody considers themselves a business owner until they're doing 40 flips a year with 12 employees. And they're like, yeah, I'm a business owner. Like, no, you're actually a business owner from the first time you buy a property and you need to treat it as such. Yeah, absolutely. I just never thought I would have have been at this spot. Like I'm just thinking back to when yeah. I was on the bigger pockets rookie and I'm like, wow, it's such a next level. And it's not like we're that advanced, but we're just a little bit more advanced than we were when we were rookies. And it's really so powerful to use these tools. Yeah, a hundred percent. And the last thing I want to say about project management software is about delegation. When it comes to delegating, it can be so hard to figure out like what you can offload because a lot of times it feels like it's all these random tasks that don't add up to a position that you can actually offload. And that's where Monday is so helpful and your checklist. Because for example, we now have a VA for Wire and for my real estate business. And so now my checklist that goes into Monday it's already split into all the teeny little tasks. So then I just click my VA's icon for who it's assigned to. And I go down the list instead of me trying to think, hmm, what could I offload today? Like it's already broken up. It's already spelled out via the SOP what to do. So it makes it super easy to delegate out the small things. Yes. And okay, one more thing I want to add is if you're like me and you're not good at organization and this feels very overwhelming to you because if you're also like me, you're a little bit of a perfectionist and you feel like if you can't do it perfectly, then why even do it at all? This doesn't have to be like that. You can get started and just put a few steps in there and tweak them along the way. It's not an all or nothing thing where you have to have it exactly perfect when you start out. So just keep that in mind. It's a living, breathing document. And one other thing I want to say is I actually have a freebie for systems and processes that we'll put in the show notes. So if you want to see some templates for what that might look like, go click the show notes and you can get those templates. Baselane is the number one banking platform for real estate investors. Whether you have one property or 100, your job is never done. You need a simple yet powerful platform to manage your rental property banking and finances. Baselane's banking platform is built for your real estate business. It's banking, online rent collection, bookkeeping, analytics, and more all in one place. With Baselane, say goodbye to countless hours of busy work while taking control of your rental property finances to reduce expenses and increase your rental income. Join more than 40,000 real estate investors who trust Baselane to manage their rental property finances with confidence. Open an account in minutes. It's that fast. Head over to Baselane.com and sign up today. That's B-A-S-E-L-A-N-E.com or click the link in the show notes. Okay, so number three is mapping out your Google Drive so that you don't have a thousand documents scattered across <laughs> your desktop like I have been guilty oh, yeah, your of. Desktop's a nightmare. How is that doing? Not anymore. Not oh, on yeah, my Mac. Got a new computer. Yeah, only because I don't know how to save stuff to my desktop now on my Mac is the only. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I've gotten oh, a lot God, better. I'm a neat freak about my desktop. Like I don't want 
anything on my desktop. It needs to be organized. It needs to be deleted. Like I delete my downloads like every day. I'm like, I don't want anything in there. I don't want. Oh my gosh. My downloads is like where I, that's like my storage. Your storage. That's your second Google drive. Yeah. But actually I've gotten so much more organized with my Google drive and just like Oh, it's been so nice. But anyways, how about you talk a little bit about Google Drive? You're more experienced in it. (laughs) (laughs) So I have a literal SOP on how to organize my Google Drive. And if that seems excessive, here's why it's not. When I have a VA and I say, hey, put this in the Google Drive, what does that mean? Where where does it go? So the Google Drive posts, it, it shows exactly where everything should go and gives a consistent format to everything so that it's easy to locate. And one thing I used to do is I would buy a property I'd get emailed all the closing docs and then I'd never upload them. I'd delete the emails and then I'd be like, it'd be tax time. And the accountant would be like, hey, can you send me your closing statement for, you know, 123 Main Street? And I'd have to email the closing people and say, hey, can you send me the closing statement from, you know, 12 months ago? Because I didn't save it and I'm an idiot. And I did the (laughs) same thing with insurance policies. I would never save them. So this also tells me exactly how to handle those things in my inbox that again, I hand off to my VA, they download it, they put it in the Google Drive. So I'm going to show you how I'm organized. So I have eight main folders. Number one, properties. Number two, CEO. Number three, hey, me, that's me in my business. (laughs) Number three, SOPs. Number four, property management. Number five is project management. Six is bookkeeping. Seven is archive and eight is rookie developer, a fun like development program that I'm in. So underneath number one is properties. Every property has the same folders. It has a rehab folder. It has a closing docs folder. It has an insurance folder and it has a photos folder and probably some more that I'm forgetting, but it's listed in my SOP. So that way I always know where the photos are. I always know where the closing docs are. Again, it might seem excessive. Maybe you start with just one folder, but it's going to help you be set up for success in the long run. I would say my biggest tip would be if that's overwhelming because it's overwhelming to me even here, start with just your insurance, your bookkeeping, and your property information. I would say those are your top three biggest like folders that you need to have and store information along with like, I don't know where this would go, but like your business documents. So like your EIN, yeah, under CEO, but like your business, your EIN, your articles of incorporation, your operating agreement, like all that stuff should be in one place because you'll be surprised how often you will need to pull that up for a different one thing or the other. Yeah. And before I had this organized, I would have my EIN in three different places or I'd have banking info under the property that I bought the bank with, but then also under a different folder called financials and also in a third place called something else. So like I was just so disorganized and to relate this back to the checklists and making sure things don't fall through the cracks and making sure that you run your business smoothly in my, like, for example, acquiring a property checklist, it has upload closing document to Google Drive. I check, Mm -hmm. yes, it's done in Monday. Then I know I didn't forget it. It has upload your insurance policy. Okay, I uploaded it. I'm good. Again, it's not rocket science. It's just being organized and documenting. Love it. Anything else to add about Google Drive? It's important. And somebody asked me, okay, what about Microsoft versus Google Drive versus something? I'm like, it doesn't matter. The system is the same. Whatever is going to make you organized, use it. I personally do like Google Suite because it has my email, my custom email, my calendar, whatever. But just pick a system and stick with it. Yep. Okay. Let's move into number four. 
which is a fun one. Mm-hmm. It's organized. This is probably the most important so one. <laughs> Honestly, we saved the best for last year, guys. So keep listening. It's organizing your financials. Mm-hmm. And this is a great place to point out that yes, you should have separate business bank accounts, a separate business credit card if needed. You should not be using your personal credit card to go to Home Depot and buy the new kitchen vanity or the new bathroom vanity. That's not a good business practice for many reasons. And we're going to give you a few different recommendations for banks and credit cards. So hang with us. But in general, you need to have this separate and you need to have a system to organize it and review it. Mm -hmm. And what a perfect time of year to be talking about this because this is going to be coming out in December. So we love the new year. The new year is the perfect chance, January 1, for you to start with new systems and processes, including your bookkeeping. You can start fresh. All All your information in 2024 can be organized in a bookkeeping software. And we're going to teach you about that in the webinar coming up. So Mm -hmm. you need to go to the show notes if you're interested in that and sign up for that webinar. It's going to be amazing. Perfect Mm -hmm. time of year for it. Yeah. And if you're somebody you're like, I just want the easiest one-stop shop option. Baselane is a really great place to do that. Amelia and I just did a demo with Baselane and they have some really cool features. You can open up online business accounts. You can have an account for security deposits, an account for this property, an account for that property. And it also incorporates bookkeeping and it also actually incorporates a bunch of property management services. Baselane is the number one banking platform for real estate investors. Whether you have one property or 100, your job is never done. You need a simple yet powerful platform to manage your rental property banking and finances. Baselane's banking platform is built for your real estate business. It's banking, online rent collection, bookkeeping, analytics, and more all in one place. With Baselane, say goodbye to countless hours of busy work while taking control of your rental property finances to reduce expenses and increase your rental income. Join more than 40,000 real estate investors who trust Baselane to manage their rental property finances with confidence. Open an account in minutes. It's that fast. Head over to Baselane.com and sign up today. That's B-A-S-E-L-A-N-E.com or click the link in the show notes. But in terms of banking features, Baselane's a great place to start. Yeah, I was actually quite impressed with the Baselane product when we were getting the tour the other day. One of my favorite features, a, a couple favorite features, one was that it has a 4% APR interest rate or 4% interest rate, which is huge. My second favorite thing was that, like you said, you can create, have different buckets, different savings accounts, all within one kind of one account. Mm -hmm. Because I find that, you know, you want to set aside reserves every month for maintenance, but like you don't want to open up a whole separate account at a bank for that. And then you want to have a separate spot for security deposits, but you don't want to open and taxes and like all that. So I'm like, wow, that's really slick. I really, really like that. And then my other thing was the online debit card option. Yeah, that was cool. You can create online debit cards and this is super handy because you can like assign them to certain people. So if you have a property manager or a project manager, an employee, whatever, you can give them that card, you know, that digital debit card. And if for some reason you ever fired them or whatever, you could just delete that card and they would no longer have access to like mm-hmm. any of that, which I get you can do with a regular card, but it's all online with Baselane and it's super strong. Yeah 
streamlined. It is very streamlined. And they also have insurance options. And like I said, property management. So check them out. We'll put the link in the show notes. But let's talk about a few other options besides base lane because I, you know, I'm someone I want to explore my options. So Capital One credit cards, we, we always talk about Capital One. I like them because they also have different HYSAs that you can open up, no fees. I think you can open up to like 25. And I have mm-hmm. multiple businesses under Capital One and I, I also have my personal. And I like that when you log into the app, you can see everything in one spot. Like for example, I have a Chase card and I never use it because their app and their website is trash. Okay, that's funny that you mentioned that because I just opened up a Chase card for a business that I've been operating now for like two and a half years. Should have opened a credit card with someone <laughs> way sooner because I missed out on a lot of points. That's one thing. Organize your financials, open a credit card when you open a new company. But the process to apply and like get started was so much more strenuous than Capital One. Like Capital One is so, yes, it was a whole deal. And I don't know if it's because there was like a special offer going on or what. No, that probably wouldn't affect it. But it is a more powerful card, I think, in terms of like credit card hacking chases. Mm -hmm. But Capital One is just like a standard good business credit card that you should open like in a well-rounded card yeah Yeah. and I think we should we should touch on that because I feel like there's this there's a lot of people out there who say like oh you can open a business card without putting your personal information and then you can immediately get a $50,000 line of credit and buy a g-wagon and I have not found that to be true when I tried to buy a (laughs) g-wagon no I'm just kidding I would never I have not found that to be true every business card I have ever opened has required my social security number I am sure there's ways to go around it and there's hacks to go around it. But for the most part, you are going to have to put up your personal information. You're going to have to put up not your social security, but anyone else who's in the business who owns over 25%. 25%. For Chase, it was too. Yeah, agreed. But going back to organizing your financials, you either need to, well, you need to get a, a credit card for your business just because you want points, but you also need to open up a separate like bank account. Like that's non-negotiable. Don't try to do, even if you buy a property in your personal name, that's a rental, which you can do is just fine. Don't try to mix it with your personal financial, like your personal bank, open a separate account for it. And that's going to come down to the overall organization because tax time is going to be a lot easier when they're separate. Scaling is going to be a lot easier when they're separate. Bookkeeping is going to be incredibly easier when they're separate. So don't let yourself get caught up into being at property number 10 and then trying to figure out how to switch all your bill pays and all these subscriptions over to your new credit card or bank account. Just do it right away. Highly recommend. And we should probably also give a recommendation for a great place to open up a bank account besides maybe Baselane or an online option. Well, I always use my local bank. I have a couple local banks that I bank at. So I would always recommend looking at a small local bank, make sure they have a powerful app and Mm -hmm. make sure they have bill pay options online. And what else would you recommend? I would repeat what you said. The very first bank I ever went to was too small and their app wouldn't integrate with anything. Like I remember I tried to get set up with Stessa, which is a free bookkeeping option. It wouldn't integrate there. It wouldn't integrate into Quick 
QuickBooks. So I got, I found another local bank that was bigger. It had like, it has probably 10, 15 branches in Eastern Iowa. And I use that for everything. It has a great app. It has great bill pay. So just be careful. You like look through some features and don't pay. Don't ever pay for a business bank account or have minimums. You don't want minimums either. No minimums and no fees, no monthly fees. And the last thing under organizing your financials, which I touched on at the very beginning of like organizing is getting set up in a bookkeeping software or process of some sort. This is huge. You've got to move out of just doing your books on Excel. Yeah. And even if your process is as simple as I have a separate spot in my office that I put all my receipts and once a month I go through those receipts and it's tied to a calendar invite on your Google calendar to tell you to do that. That's okay. When you grow, that process is going to need to be a little bit more dynamic and more all-encompassing, but you got to start somewhere. And I just want to give a quick story of caution. The first two years of my business, I did not use QuickBooks. I tried to use Excel. I grew to like 20 properties pretty quickly. I got so behind on my books that when I finally decided to hire it out, it took over a year to catch up. And that's because bookkeeping doesn't stop. It happens every day, of every hour of every day. You're getting more and more transactions. I had like 12 midterm rentals. Those were a ton of transactions and all my rehabs. I wasn't just buying turnkey long-term rentals. I, I had a very dynamic business and I spent a lot of money getting that caught up. A lot of headache, a lot of time. If I had just done that even six months in or 12 months in, but I would love you guys to do it. Property number one, get a system, even if it's small. Well, you're going to have to pay so much money. Uh, You think you're saving money by like doing it yourself. And then you have to end up paying someone to organize it and get it all sorted out. You probably pay them two or three times more than you would have just paid them to get it started from the very beginning. Let me do some quick math. What do you pay for your bookkeeping every month? 150 bucks. So I went two years. That's 3,600 if I'm not mistaken. I paid 10 grand, around 10 grand to get my books caught up because it was like five to $800 per month because they had to put so much time into figuring out this property goes to this LLC, but it's being paid out of this bank account. And, but the yeah. credit card is connected. Like there was, it was such a mess. So basically oh. I three X'd my expenses by not hiring it out. Don't do that. And for me, I was not making my quarterly distribution tax payments, estimated tax payments. So I just paid a little penalty fee for not doing those. But it's like, if I would have been on top of it, I could have avoided paying around, I don't know, $1,000 in punishment fees <laughs> throughout the year. So like, it just, it pays to be organized. It really does. It really, it literally pays to be organized. <laughs> So if you're listening to this episode and you're a newbie investor, take the general idea of all these things and just get started. If you're looking to really scale, live out all three of these things to its fullest that we discussed. And either person should join us for our webinar. Link is in the show notes. It's happening early January and we're really excited to walk through systems and processes and things to do for 2024 to scale. Do you have anything else that you want to add before we let everyone go? comment like subscribe (laughs) (laughs) yes comment like and subscribe if you're listening on spotify we have a new question box you can submit questions too so if you have a question for us put it in the box and we'll try to answer it and thanks for listening bye thanks so much for tuning in if you loved today's episode please leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts 
And don't forget to check us out and join our community at womeninvestinrealestate.com and follow us on Instagram at wirewithtwoeyes.community.